Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and with me for the first time is my cousin, Joel Fallon. How's it going, man? Hey, how are you? I'm alright. Glad to be here. Yeah, as if you listened to the last episode, uh, Casey had to take a break because he's busy with school and work and all that, so in the meantime... The only other person I talked to regularly about movies was my cousin here, so I figured, let's call him up to the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always talk about little ideas and stuff like that about the Red Box Report, anyway. So yeah, always felt just pretty natural talking about what's going on, and uh, I'm glad you accepted the my request. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> my pleasure. Yeah, so I guess to introduce you to the audience. Just go over like uh, your general taste in movies. What kind of genres do you like? What's your favorite movies of all time? All right. If you got them off the top of your head. Well, I like com. I think everybody likes comedy, so. Um, yeah. It's definitely the first genre you can get into. Everyone likes a type of comedy. I feel like. What you know, type do you like? Niche or whatnot. Um. Not too specific. I like Dumb and Dumber. You know the general <laughs> classics. The uh, the I don't know the super bads. Uh, it's classic. You know all their those guys' movies. I, I like the Sterner flicks. Sometimes I like real dumb comedies. Sometimes when they're done smartly. Yeah, and it's also a genre that someone could love this movie, another person could hate it, and you kind of get it. You know, yeah. it's either up your alley or it's not. Whereas I feel like a drama or something like that, well, it can still be the same case, but if it's well made, everyone can appreciate at least that it's well made. Yeah, Maybe you like don't a like drama the can be good or bad. A comedy is sort of like so at subjective. least if it has a topic you're interested in, you could love a movie that's maybe not great to other people. Yeah. <laughs> could just hit that funny bone that you got. But uh and you like anime? Yeah, I like anime. I like uh, kind of the more Western style anime, though. Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite anything of all time. Remember you talking anime. about that quite a bit? Um, I like Gundam Wing, or all the Gundams. How about television? Um, TV, I like more of the premium channel type television shows yeah that's the one thing I wish I would have watched more when I was younger yeah I never had HBO I'm sure maybe you did I don't know I, I lost what you first got cable and you got the uh, <laughs> yeah like I never trial. was able to watch the Sopranos no the I, wires I know your favorite show ever. I think I got HBO at the fourth or fifth season of the wire yeah and you caught up on that yeah I've seen the first episode and that's it Oh, that's I a great one. Thought it was good, but I know it's a show that it takes some time. You have to, really to invest into time into that show to really. Yeah, but I saw the promise. I like Michael B. Jordan when he was a young kid. Uh, Idris Elba in the courtroom. Yeah, it's it's really well written. It's really well directed. It's kind of minimalist actually in what they do. Yeah, they just go to real places. And it's basically like a, a documentary story. style. Yeah. Like it's true life. Yeah. It's actually um 
a good watch would be uh, The Corner. It's about one of his books, and it's the predecessor to, or the thing that kind of got him to the wire, and The Homicide. Life on the Streets, is that what it is? Uh, Homicide, Life on the Streets. It, that's like the um, Law and Order type yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. But he made, a, like, it's a miniseries called The Corner, and it's like a mockumentary. Oh, yeah. But it's about real people but they didn't actually shoot the documentary while the people were doing it so they made gotcha, gotcha. like a mockumentary of a book yeah it's pretty cool so when you're sitting down to watch a movie what are you looking for what makes you want to watch a certain movie or or when you are watching a movie like what's what is the thing that you're looking for well a big sell for me is just like first impression of impression of production quality I don't know I, I think I got a generally good eye for movies that are overhyped and not really produced like, well uh, compared to others yeah but. for me like plot is the last thing that I'm worried about really typically for me I'm in it just to to see the the way that it looks uh, the imagery and character development and the overall story is what I'm looking for. Whereas plot, like, it's not as important. Yeah. It's more about the experience and the journey mm-hmm. than it is about, you know, just the end. I feel like if a movie looks good enough, that can make you feel all the stuff that a, a plot can make you feel, you know? Oh, absolutely. There's like, certain movies that I don't think have great stories or whatnot, and... I don't know. I kind of throw them a boom because their style, the mm-hmm. way they did it, is so good. And like, uh, what's that director's name? Baz something? Baz Luhrmann? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's how I feel about his movie. Show. I did like The Great Gatsby. Yeah. And I was surprised. I it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just well, had so, a really cool style to it. You do Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, um. And that's like a movie I can't watch every day, but I appreciate it. Like,. Yeah, it's got it's that Shakespearean. To it. They talk like Shakespeare, but it's modern day and like the one scene he pulls out his gun. It's called a sword yeah, to make yeah. it the context. Yeah, it's pretty clever. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's Leo, right? Leonardo DiCaprio again. Yeah, yeah. Um, any classics movies, black and white, oldies? Um, I'm sure yeah. you've seen some on the. Back room of There's a comedy I really like from like I think it's either the late seventies, early eighties. Paul Newman and uh, Slapshot. Slapshot. It's yes. one of my favorite comedies ever, and that's an older movie. Uh, I don't. Think I, don't know, I like The Great seen... Escape. Never seen that either. Some of the war movies, but after like Saving Private Ryan and stuff like that came out, I really lost interest in watching older horror. ones. Yeah, see, for me, that's one thing the last couple of years I've been trying to catch up on the classics, the older movies that that have given inspiration to the movies that I enjoy nowadays, so that's what I've, I've been trying to go back a little bit and watch some of those, so the podcast has been good for me yeah. in that regard. I think what I don't appreciate in movies is there being a clear good and bad guy sometimes, uh-huh. like it being so black and white appreciate people that kind of show that there's a grayness yeah, like, everyone's at, at least at, 
the good guy isn't perfect or yeah. whatnot. You yeah. know what I mean? Not necessarily have to be an anti-hero, but you know, for instance, in old war movies, it's Americans. We are the good guys. Yeah. Rah rah and yeah. Not that we're not good guys in the newer ones, but it shows we're. St- it's still men killing men. You know what I mean? It's that's yeah. I mean, everybody's the good guy in their own story. Yeah, they, everybody has their own reasons for doing something. Exactly. But it does make it easier. There's older movies, at least you know who to root for. Yeah. I mean, I see the appeal because it's just like, it's right there. But I do agree. I prefer a little gray. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I got is uh, you listen to any other podcast? What made you wanna? Do the podcast. Um, really, just my interest in movies and yeah. us talking so <laughs> much about it. But uh, I really just started getting into actually following, like some YouTube channels, and I really didn't use it like that. Like I have listened to podcasts, but not like ritually mm-hmm. following one. Um, I only listen about eight hours a day of podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I like them. I actually do enjoy them, especially since I like background things. Right. And that's perfect for me. For me, I'm delivering the mail or sorting the mail. I just have my headphone in the whole time doing it. It just makes the day go by easier. I think listening to music all the time gets kind of old myself. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well... Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's Let's review our first movie together. (laughs) Let's kick it off with Lucy. Lucy is starring Scarlett Joe. Casey used to do the plots and all this stuff, so I I might have to let you do that after this episode goes forward, (laughs) but uh, I'm not very good at this. But Lucy is starring Scarlett Johansson and Morgan Freeman. Uh, She is the title character, and she is basically being used as a mule for her boyfriend to run drugs in the beginning of the movie and something happens where he gets killed they capture her surgically put these drugs in her stomach to use her as a mule to move these drugs and something happens where the this new drug bursts inside of her stomach mixes with her bloodstream and all of a sudden she starts being able to use more percentage of her brain and basically getting powers yeah. <laughs> as it goes on. Um, kind of like a superhero limitless yeah, sort of. Yeah, exactly. I had that written down. It's kind of limitless plus taken. It almost had yeah, a taken feel to it. But uh, yeah, that's what basically what it is about. And Morgan Freeman is a I don't know, like a college professor or something. He's speaking about this pretty ridiculous theory that humans use 10% of their brains only animal that uses more is a dolphin and he has this whole theory about once you get to 100% you are God or whatever (laughs) it is sort of transcendency yeah yeah, I thought that was pretty silly but uh, before we get into what we thought what were your expectations coming in have you seen the previews were you thinking this was going to be good bad Um, I had not seen previews, but I thought it was a different movie, actually, when I first, like, was getting into watching it, and then immediately once it started, I was like, this isn't what I thought it was. (laughs) 
but I don't know I didn't really have I thought it was gonna be all right with Morgan Freeman and uh Scar Scarlett Jim. Johansson in it and whatnot but no I didn't really have Any too much yeah. going into it see I didn't know what to expect because I hear I've listened to like these movie podcasts or read these reviews and some people love it some people trashed it hated it and everywhere in between so I'm like okay uh, <laughs> I like Point Scarlett point. Johansson uh, seems like it could be a decent action movie so <laughs> I was pretty disappointed I guess I was as well I mean I thought it was okay yeah I felt like it had its moments um there is some decent action scenes. I yeah, thought. I was going to say that action scenes probably a strong point. Yeah. My problem was basically, yeah, the premise is stupid and silly. This percentage of the brain thing, but whatever. Yeah, it's that's a movie. not even... First that's off, not that's my a big debunked... Issue. Yeah. That's a myth in the first place. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, you're starting off appreciating it. Yeah. But look, it's a movie. I'll just go with it, make it work, and I don't care. But I just felt like it was pretty generic... Uh, much yeah. like much like Taken, which I think is the original one is a little, is pretty overrated. I thought it was a decent action movie. Uh, I've I've never been big on the Taken movies myself. I think the sequel. I never saw a third one, but I thought the second one was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it just had a generic feel. It just didn't have any life to it. There yeah, were there some, wasn't no, there wasn't a soul to that movie yeah. for the most part. I felt like there was some interesting tr things to it. Like, I do like that it's a female lead, female action star. I thought she did pretty well in the movie. I really like her a lot, and I thought she did as good as she could. I mean... Yeah, for being kind of a weak plot, like, she really made it watchable. Yeah, I mean, she's grown a lot as an actress, I think, over the past few years. Loved her in her. Obviously, she was just a voice in that, but... Under the Skin, she was awesome in. She's good in the Avengers movies, I think. She's uh, more versatile now, I think. Yeah, and she's becoming more and more of an action uh, star, I guess. And I want to see her, by the way. I don't you haven't seen her? Nah. Great movie. It was my number four of 2013. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but her character, in the beginning, she's basically just like some... Dumb broad, I guess is essentially yeah. what it's being characterized as, basically, until she gets some intelligence and all of a sudden she's sophisticated and robotic and <laughs> thought that was kind of silly. Yeah. Um, the, the one action sequence I did like was the most was when she's like going after these guys and she the door is closed and she just shoots like randomly six times. She walks in the door and they're all dead. <laughs> shots. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, was there anything that uh, um, stood out for you? Like I said, the action sequences were pretty good. Uh, I thought this movie really just missed. There was times in the movie where I thought like this could kind of turn around a little bit, and I can actually get lost in it a little bit. And it was just kind of so ridiculous about the plot. Yeah, and I feel like it got more and more ridiculous as it went on. Like the the difference between her just being a dumb broad and a god. Yeah, exactly. It's like hit there's no in between in the whole movie you know what I mean uh -huh. it's to the extreme or nothing yeah and I we talked about Limitless which I don't think it's a great movie but it I think it does this kind of thing a little more 
interestingly. Yeah, it has a little bit more style, and it, it's more fluid. Yeah. It's interesting to watch his the, abilities. And the addiction that he gets. There's a little bit of that here. Yeah. Where she needs more and more, or else she'll disintegrate, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like it was better done in that movie. Yeah. It, it was definitely a generic take on this subject. Yeah, and Morgan Freeman, I thought thought was completely wasted. He was kind of just Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he was a nothing character really. He sat there and was amazed by everything she did. Yeah, kind of backed up some of the science or whatever right. it is. He's just the guy that's explaining everything to the audience. Yeah, <laughs> he's sort of a narrator that's not actually narrating anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one weird slash interesting I want want to see what you thought about this was the decision to have like wild animal inserts uh, to correlate with what's going on on screen. That was... Could go either way. <laughs> strange to me. I don't think it worked out as well as they wanted to. But I think it's... What a, was it? Just like a play on like, instincts or something like that? Yeah, or? like in the beginning when she's surrounded by these guys with guns, they shoot to a picture of a gazelle like looking scared and running away and then a picture of like a lions or tigers chasing it and surrounding it and stuff. It, it definitely had good intent, like I and I understood that, but it was it was jarring, weird, yeah, <laughs> abrupt. Yeah, I felt like the idea itself is interesting. Maybe on paper it works better. In practice, it kind of just took me out of the movie. Yeah, I agree. I actually kind of would have rather just watched the nature documentary. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else about this movie because there just wasn't a whole lot to it. We can't get into spoilers, but uh, I thought the end was kind of s- stupid. Yeah, it uh, it definitely came short. Anything else? Uh, no, not really. I'm kind of done with this movie. To be completely honest with you. <laughs> Uh, it was a boring movie. It, it really it lost was. My it was. There I was wanted like, to like it, and it it lost me. Yeah, I tried. It, it kept piquing my interest here and there. Like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But then it would just for fifteen. And straight I tried minutes, to watch it on two separate occasions. Yeah. And yeah, it didn't it didn't grow me or anything like it that. It happens. This I forgot to mention. This movie made a ton of money actually at the box really? office. This was like a huge a surprise hit of the summer. I should have should have wrote down how much, but I think it just goes to show that Scarlett Johansson is uh, going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, she's a money maker. <laughs> yeah, I would give it a light six out of ten. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I had. Yeah, just uh, like I said, I wanted to like it. The action sequences were fairly strong, but everything else. Yeah, nothing. Exactly. I I can't say it's a bad movie it's just kind of boring yeah Yeah. (laughs) but let's move on into our Bill Murray section of the (laughs) podcast Uh, what we've decided to do now with Joel coming aboard whereas me and Casey for the film club segment we would recommend movies back and forth which I enjoyed doing and we I don't know if we're going to continue to do that when he comes back or do it the way we're going to do it now but what we're going to do now is Depending on the main reviews and our and top fives that we come up with, the film club 
we're going to try to have that correlate as well. So, like, have an episode more themed to one subject. And this, this week it's Bill Murray. Bill because Murray. Because St. Vincent is our next review. Yeah. Uh, St. Vincent is Bill Murray as Vincent. He is a curmudgeonly old man who lives in this rundown city. I can't remember which city it was. Detroit? I don't I know. I think it's New York. New York? It might be a bur- borough of New York. Yeah, I think it's like Flatbush or, or something like that. Yeah. It's like a more suburban looking uh-huh. area. And then Melissa McCarthy and her her son move in next door and it's uh, at first they're not getting along but then something happens where Vincent needs to watch this kid after school because Melissa McCarthy's character is tied up at work a lot. She's a single mom, fresh off a divorce. And of predictably, uh, Bill Murray and the kid, they, they kind of hit it off a little bit. And he becomes like a father figure and and they learn from each other and it goes from there. Yeah. Expectations on this one. Had you heard of this movie? I didn't. I had not heard of this movie at all. Really? When I uh, found it or picked it up because you but, watched this before you even knew this is what we were going to review yeah this was the one movie I was ahead of um, yeah so I didn't have any expectations I I did read like a synopsis or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed interesting you go either way um, what was I can't remember exactly what the rating was but I imagine it was like PG-13 or something I think it might have been R was it? It was a soft arm. Yeah, it's either a heavy. I think it was a PG thirteen. Actually, now, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, because <laughs> I should know that because I could try to look at that to know if I should watch this movie in front of Mackenzie or not. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure I watched. I was this thinking, is this a family around. movie or not? Going into it, yeah, and then decided to watch it. But uh, well, yeah, um, my expectations were basically. I heard some good initial reviews, so people... Basically, again, it was mixed reviews, so I didn't really know, but I like Bill Murray, um, and I heard it was a potential Oscar movie, but obviously that didn't end up happening, yeah. but I, I just... I had a little bit of interest in it. What, where'd you come out with this one? Um, it wasn't a super strong movie, but I did enjoy it. I would um, agree with that. Bill Murray's character, of course, Bill Murray, the man. He's yeah, gonna be yeah, Bill Murray. Pretty <laughs> awesome. He actually does like an accent, which he doesn't seem to normally do. Yeah, it's not great. It kind of comes and goes. It's scruffy. It makes his character a little bit. more. I was not expecting that actually when nah. we started talking. <laughs> I was like, okay, interesting choice. But um, yeah, Bill Murray is gonna be Bill Murray. He he. I feel like the script is not that great. No, it's it's not. It's strong. very on the nose. Uh, it contrived. doesn't really give him room to kind of um, improv yeah. a little bit either. Yeah, but he tries. He makes the most of it. I think there actually is one line that I thought was pretty darn funny. <laughs> uh, it's when he's watching the kid. He's just sitting there. The kid's mowing his dirt lawn, and Melissa McCarthy's like, "Are you drinking alcohol?" He just like a five second pause. Honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was like, I've been asleep or something. Yeah. Right? What was his? Uh, didn't he have a pretty funny reason for why he was mowing the dirt? 
<laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was. But... <laughs> it was clever, though. Yeah. Something about life lessons or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, the chemistry between the kid and him I thought was pretty good. Like, Yeah, it, it seemed pretty natural. It was all predictable stuff, but the kid was uh, one of those too smart for his age kids who gets bullied and it sort of doesn't back. mind him being a grump right know? yes um melissa mccarthy i need to get your opinion on her in general before we go into this movie i i think she's funny like, you do i have a strong take on her uh i don't really have a huge opinion on her one way or the other um in this particular movie I don't think she was really an active role, really. She wasn't asked to do much. Yeah, she was just asked to be the mom. And she did that, I mean, fairly mm -hmm. well, but it's not really saying much. See, normally, I, first time I saw her, I think, was, or at least first time she was memorable enough to know her name and all that, was Bridesmaids. Did you see that? Um, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through, but I've seen it. I liked the movie. I thought she was good in it. But then... Since then, she had these string of comedies come out in the last couple of years. The Heat with Sandra Bullock, Identity Theft with Jason Bateman, Tammy. Uh, all three of those movies, I did not like. And I did not like her in it. Um, I just haven't found her that funny since Bridesmaids. But here, it's not a comedy role for her. I yeah. thought she did a really good job. I like her in a serious role. Hmm. I felt like she was believable. Obviously, it's not outstanding. She wasn't asked to do much, but yeah, she was. It like just I said, she plays the mom fine. I bought it. I didn't look at her as the comedic actress that I had seen in these other movies. I bought her as this serious mom who's just trying her best with what she was dealt. And uh, yeah, I was happy with that I don't have to hate her every movie now. <laughs> um, another actress that's in this movie, Naomi Watts. Is a Russian hooker. Nice Russian accent, actually. I thought her character was horrendous. It was the very worst. random. I don't even and know why she was included. Why is she even in this movie? movie? <laughs> I don't even know why she's in the movie. I can understand her popping in and out as like a reoccurring character throughout the movie a little bit, but she is like very invested in the movie, more yeah. so than the mom. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, really. And it's so weird. You do not need movie star famous actress Naomi Watts to play this stupid little role. Yeah. This, like, dumb... The movie... I'm not saying she's dumb, but the movie is portraying her as a dumb character. I don't know this, but I wonder if it's sort of like a contract... I mean, this guy... Or something. I think you know this I mean? was, like, this guy's first or second movie he's ever made to get Bill Murray, Naomi Watts, Melissa McCarthy. Either the script must have read really good and just didn't translate the screen, or... He knew these people beforehand. I don't know how yeah. he was able Well, that's to why I mean, like, Naomi Watts, maybe it was, like, something to complete a contract. Yeah. Or yeah, or true. But, uh, yeah, I thought she was easily the worst part of the movie. Yeah. I don't know if she is the worst part of the movie, but, yeah, she was a sidetrack mm -hmm. at best. Especially with her being pregnant. Yeah. It made it even stranger. See, yeah, I don't know about that. I I think the whole thing with his um his wife that was easily the of, best part. I thought. I mean, it, you didn't like it. I like the concept 
of what he was doing and all that a lot. It, it was important to the story, but I didn't like the actual scenes. Really? When he's pretending to be a doctor? Yeah, it, not that I didn't like him pretending to be a doctor. I just thought they kind of... I guess they should have either used it more or not used the scenes at all and just implied it. I would have liked to see more of it because I feel like those scenes had the most heart. That's when you got this... You saw the true yeah. Vincent. Because this guy is a terrible person, basically. I yeah. mean, he's not a likable guy. The only reason you're rooting for him is because he's the main character, not because he's earning his trust or his, his likability. Uh, it actually reminds me of As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. Because Casey recommended that movie, he loved it. I did not like it because I felt like... Jack Nicholson's character had no redeeming qualities and the movie basically makes you want to like it's like trying to get you to like this guy that I don't think there's any reason to like and I felt similar here except the scenes with his wife are the scenes that made me like this guy yeah it makes him more human yeah yeah I had uh, written down on one of my notes that he was like uh, his personality I think was is a defense mechanism from first off, they they don't really say this much, but it's actually in the description for the movie that's the nom that. Oh, really? And then they say it at the end, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like And then his yeah. wife, and what I was saying is him being so mean and stuff is just him dealing with those things. But when he goes to his wife, he's not like that at all. You know what yeah. I mean? He's very, basically... He's just lonely and heartbroken, and this is he's just lashing out against the world because it's not fair in his mind that this happened to his wife. Yeah. She's still around, but she doesn't even know who he is. Like, that's got to be terrible if you put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, and if you notice throughout the movie, all the like places they go, everyone seems to want to like him. Yeah. But everyone knows he's a a jerk mm -hmm. you know like even the guy the gambling guy yeah uh, Terrence Howard yeah he likes it. the guys at the uh, they're bar they're beating him up but he's like ah man why are you making me do this yeah you know? yeah what'd you think about the the horse racing scenes there's a tradition of horse racing in our family yeah uh, you think so it of was... course I was, <laughs> I was pretty cool with that but um you think it was portrayed well uh yeah, I like my favorites. One of my favorite scenes in the movie actually is when he's explaining the odds mm -hmm. to the kid. Yeah, it's just like higher payout. Just yeah. So why would people bet that way? And he's like, well, if you're gonna lose all day, you might as well. <laughs> yeah. Chance to win big. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the horse race uh, settings. Yeah. It was a little convenient that the uh, I don't know. That they won in the manner that they did and all yeah, well, that. Well, they went to Belmont, so yeah, yeah I guess it is in New York. Yeah, there you go, that. right there. I've been to Belmont. Have you? Yeah. Nice. It's a nice uh, big racetrack. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it just seemed like other than those, like the coming of age part with the boy, just felt like every beat was just so obvious. They're just doing the easy, obvious choice yeah, every step of the checklist way. Exactly. Of like, okay, he's going to get picked on at the school. Then he's going to 
find a way to defend himself and become friends with the kid, and he's going to, you know, it just... If you think about it in a weird way, though, it's sort of a coming, a weird coming-of-age movie for Bill Murray, too. Yeah. Because he, his personality, he grows up as a person from beginning to end of the movie. You yeah. know what I mean? He learns to actually open up and not just reject people, but... And I almost feel like what a character that age and that well worn actually change from that I don't know not if you're not Bill Murray (laughs) (laughs) like the ending without I'm not going to spoil it again but it just felt way too easy and yeah actually I didn't like the. I think the ending was one of the weaker parts me too actually it's so weird because I liked it and I didn't like. Yeah, it's a feel good moment. Yeah, it's a feel good moment. But it, it, if you think about way. it, it's just yeah, it's so contrived to me. Yeah, at but, least it does make the title make sense. Yeah, I feel like that's the only reason it's there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, did you like the uh, priest? I thought he was pretty funny with some of his uh, his. The kids oh teacher. yeah, the teacher. I forgot the. To mention that, uh, Chris O'Dowd, I, I like him as an actor. He's yeah, like a he young was, uh, they obviously tried to get him in more scenes. Yeah, he, he actually was really funny, too. When he's <laughs> like, there's a Jew, there's a, a Buddha, there's an atheist, so join the club. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a collar. Yeah, he was pretty good. That was pretty pretty funny stuff. Yeah, I wish I remember his lines better. <laughs> yeah. Theirs were pretty clever. Yeah, that's true. There is a good movie in here. Maybe it's just this guy. I think it's the same guy that directed it, wrote it. I could be wrong, but it feels like a first or second time script, and there's potential here. Yeah. Uh, what would you give it? What did I go with? Um, I'd give it a seven. Seven? I almost gave it a seven and a half, but... I don't know. The Light story. seven and a half, heavy seven. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. I uh, wanted to like the movie more than it was good. It's you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's one of the movies where when you're watching it, it's an easy watch. You're liking it, but then afterwards, the more you think about it, the kind of loses a little. Yeah, I don't bit think I would really watch it again. But maybe I'll eventually one day down the road. Yeah. Well, how how are you with like rewatching movies? Are you a guy that? I like rewatching movies. Yeah. I think the second time around, you you get to digest it a little bit better. Yeah, it's more in for the ride the first time, mm-hmm. the second time. Or. I like rewatching movies, especially ones that I liked, obviously. Yeah. But um, for me, I try if I have a choice between rewatching a movie and watching a new movie, I just feel like there's so many movies that I haven't seen that I'd always pick. Uh, to watch a movie for the first time. But, yeah. Well, but, like, if a movie's on HBO or on TV, yeah. I'll definitely, if I turn it on, I'm going to watch it. That's how I see things. If I'm trying to pick out something, I may rewatch a movie that I like. I guess it depends what mood I'm in. But yeah. generally, if there's a new movie I want to see, that's always at the top of my list for something to rewatch. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. It just felt like... Again, not a bad movie, not a yeah. necessarily a good movie, it's just, it's fine. I have a soft spot for Bill Murray myself. Yeah, so. I, I love Bill Murray. And actually, speaking of that, let's do our top five Bill Murray movies. Actually, 
No, let's not. Let's review Life Aquatic. I mean, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Okay. <laughs> Just in case it's in our top five, might as well review it first. All right, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, this is a Wes Anderson movie. Congratulations to him, by the way. He won quite a few Oscars over the weekend. Yeah, one of my favorite directors. Really? Yeah. Let's get into that, because for me, I have a weird relationship with his movies. I never liked him, ever. ever. <laughs> I've seen now. This was the last movie I hadn't seen. I've seen every one of his movies now. But, like, the first four movies of his that I watched did just did not get it. Did not get the love. I rewatched Royal Tenenbaums. Still didn't really get it. See? And, and then at a, I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox. Boom. Loved it. It's in my top 50. I have seen that yet. Really? Yeah. It's in my top 50 of all time movies. Probably my second or third favorite animated movie of all time. It's just his style fit that stop motion animation perfectly. There's um, one I want to see yet by him. Uh, Moonlight Kingdom? Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise That's the Kingdom. movie that I watched after Fantastic Mr. Fox. And again, I loved it. Yeah, I haven't seen I, that one yet. Really my two favorite it. you haven't seen. But I might watch it tonight, actually. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> but it's so weird. I just didn't get... And these movies are not that different in style. But for some reason, like I don't know if it's just I got used to his style, something changed in, in my own personal interests in movies. But all of a sudden, I started liking his movies. Grand Budapest, I like that a lot. I love that movie. It's I didn't one of love, my current favorites. <laughs> I didn't love it as much as a lot of people did, but I did enjoy it a lot. And, and then, I can't tell you why I love it so much either. Like, I don't. <laughs> I've bought, I've seen it like six times. At least. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. It's funny. It's got it. It's so quirky. It's, yeah. It's an interesting movie, no doubt. I but, saw one person that put it. It's like going to a a course meal and then realizing halfway through that you've only eaten dessert, but <laughs> you didn't mind very yeah. much. That's I thought that was a pretty cool way to put it. It is. That actually is pretty good. Uh, so going into Life Aquatic, I didn't know if this was going to be the half of his movies that I didn't like or the half that I loved. Um, yeah. So you, you, you like Bottle Rocket, you like... Rushmore. See, I never knew Bottle Rocket was one of his movies. Really? I saw it actually soon after it came out on tape, probably VHS. At like the time. when it first came out? That's like his first uh, feature length movie. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad, we used to go to Blockbuster every other weekend when I was with my dad, and we would pick out odd movies because we'd go there so much. <laughs> yeah. We always all really liked Bottle Rocket for some reason. And I never put together it was Wes Anderson because it has to make perfect sense. His to you other now. movies, you know, that style like Grand Budapest is and all. Yeah. Like I never really knew his name, but I could visually see in his movies. He's that definitely it was his. an auteur in the sense that you don't even have to know who it is to know who it is. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So he has like a, a distinct, Tarantino yes, or something. A completely distinct style, all his own. Um. Yeah, Rushmore was a big movie for you and your dad too, right? Didn't you guys love it? Yeah, I like. Uh, I think him and my brother Dave really like yeah, Rushmore. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I don't dislike Rushmore. I, I've only seen it like all the way through, probably once. Yeah. See, that's one I might revisit now and like it a lot more since I've grown to appreciate his work. Yeah, I could see that. But back then, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's an odd movie. Or yeah. it was it. 
the time of first watching it and yeah. all that. But The Life Aquatic with Steve Zuzu is starring Bill Murray, of course. Uh, and he is the title character, Steve Zuzu. <laughs> a uh, is documentary filmmaker who is always shooting like the life work. <laughs> life, uh, like life. I mean, <laughs> aquatic world. He's sort of like a Jacques Cousteau. Yes, yes, exactly. Which is funny because they actually make it in the movie. <laughs> like, he makes a comment about him that... Yeah. He thinks he invented this, but... <laughs> yeah, he's documenting the the water life, and and something happens where he's premiering his one movie, Jaguar Shark Part 1 or something, and his <laughs> partner in crime gets eaten by this Jaguar Shark, and now he's going to go out with his crew and get revenge <laughs> on this Jaguar Shark. Uh... It's a very quirky movie. Yeah. Yeah, I had heard, again, <laughs> it seems like every movie this this week, but some people loved it, some people hated it, and I didn't know what I was going to get going in, but I kind of had a high expectation. I about you. you. Yeah. I didn't, because the reviews were so up and down, I, I didn't have high expectations. But uh, I just had a feeling this was going to be on the good side. Yeah, uh... I don't know. I had a gut feeling that it would be watchable, but I, I didn't have high hopes uh -huh. for it. Um, what did you think of it? Was this I up kind there? of enjoyed it? Oh god! <laughs> I, I'm making it out worse than it really is. Um, it was enjoyable. I just think. Again, like they didn't really explore the strong points of the movie as much hmm. as they should have. They kind of yeah, we'll have to get into that a little bit because I kind of loved it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I don't know about love. See, I could see that movie being a good rewatch movie. Yeah, like catching. Uh, that's how it was with Dumb and Dumber for me. You know what I mean? I hated Dumb and Dumber the first time I saw it, and then it's yeah. kind of got so many little details mm -hmm. that. The more you watch it, the more you catch on. And I really think, I'm starting to think that I'm just catching on to the vibe that he's putting out there because I just was, it's not even necessarily that the plot was that great or anything. I just, for whatever reason, I had like the sense of joy the whole time watching this movie. I like, agree with you there. I it's definitely... so lighthearted and quirky and... I'm just like, oh, that's clever, you know. Like, I definitely was in a better mood while I watched the movie. Yes, it did. It's a movie that put me in a good mood. Bill Murray is at the top of his game, I feel like. <laughs> I love him with that, the beard and that little hat. I like how they obviously, like, improv some of the stuff. Like, uh, when he asked uh, Owen Wilson's character to join the crew, I think someone, like, forgot their line, and they're both just sitting there, and he was like, course I'll join. Well, you had to. <laughs> like, just the timing of how they did it. Yeah. It was obviously like they were just winging it. Yeah. And, uh, um, speaking of Owen Wilson, I thought he was really good. I, no. did, I actually loved every character on an individual basis. I have two kind of main reasons I didn't love the movie. The main plot with the Jaguar Shark is only at the very beginning and the yeah. very last chapter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me all that much, except that I thought the 
animals were so interesting. Yes, I love the look of the animals. Like the I rainbow, wish they did more about fish. the oceanography yeah, world yeah. aspect of the movie. Definitely. Um, and I hated Owen Wilson's character. Really? <laughs> I thought if you took him out of the movie, it wouldn't affect That's the storyline very That's much. That's fair. He's, uh, I didn't think him as an actor was horrible. I just thought his character wasn't good at all. Yeah, he thinks he's uh, Steve Zizou's son, so he quits what he's doing immediately and <laughs> joins his crew. Invests a lot of money. Yeah, amazing. Um, Kate Blanchett is a journalist who boards a ship to kind of write an article and everything. She was my second least favorite character, but... I liked her. I didn't mind her as a character. She's a really good actress. Um, I liked her, but she was one of the lesser interesting. Yeah, again, like, if you removed her from the storyline, would it have really changed? I thought it added an interesting dynamic where I enjoyed <laughs> father dynamic, and son are kind of going after the same girl. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, she didn't really have an impact in the movie. In the long run of things, I guess. Yeah. Um, I love the black French guitar player. <laughs> yeah. That guy was awesome. He's just jamming out, singing David Bowie songs all the time. There's always something like that in Wes Anderson's movies. Yes. Like a reoccurring random thing character. that happens. Like the topless the girl is just randomly topless at every yeah. scene. That's pretty great. Uh, I love the scene where the guy is playing a guitar and pirates come up behind from behind. I love the way that's shot and he just doesn't even notice at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's a freaking boats of pirates pirates that a, a jump on their ship and I'm try to I'm trying to, to think of like when in the Grand Budapest they do something like that as well. Like a stupid little thing they keep talking about throughout the movie yeah. or something. <laughs> and speaking of the pirates I just thought it was amazing how all of a sudden it's just I didn't know if it was a dream sequence at first or what but all of a sudden <laughs> Steve is just like running and gunning like it's just this all out action scene and he's just a badass kills everybody what's with his movies and having these kind of like anticlimactic crazy gunfights yes this is actually reminding me of Grand Budapest where <laughs> right, like it's such a quirky light hearted movie and then all of a sudden, boom, death, 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 guns. Like, yeah, it's so very violent. violent, yeah. Shockingly out of nowhere. <laughs> I love that part of it. It reminds me of, um, the, was it Mall Cop or... Paul Blart? No, Observer Report. Observer yeah. Report, yes, the most shocking. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's just crazy. So, yeah, crazy. I don't know, you don't even know what to think. It's just, yeah, like a stoner comedy almost. And all of a sudden, he pulls out a gun, shoots a guy, a and it is graphic. real. It's real. Like, it's not a funny scene. It's freaking it's dark. Like he really shot someone. <laughs> yeah. I love when a movie makes a gun, like, how it would be in real life. Yeah, I agree. And you uh, actually feel the immediacy. behind yes. the death. Thing. Yes. Like, it reverberates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. One thing... I've always heard people talk about with An Wes Anderson's movies is the symmetry in like every shot. Do you hmm. know? Have you ever heard that? Like, 
apparently in the Grand Budapest Hotel, if you pause the screen at any time and then take a like cut the screen in half, it's going to mirror each side. Apparently, he tries to do that with all his movies. I never explicitly noticed that until this movie. I don't know if it's just because that was in the back of my head or what. Yeah, well, with the uh, ship cut in half and how the rooms are. I love how his, the dollhouse-ness of his Yeah, sets. yeah. Yeah, like a glass dollhouse. Yeah. He always has those scenes where it's like the camera's going side to side like it's a side-scrolling video game. Yeah. And the walls are like, you can see right through. Yeah, that's That's awesome. pretty cool. But yeah, the symmetry, I mean literally from beginning to end, He's walking down this hallway, and there's a bush on both sides of the screen. Or, I guess I never consciously thought about it, but yeah, I yeah. I this is the first time it. I noticed it. It actually was a little distracting to me, and took really. away a bit. But it's also kind of cool at the same time. Like, I don't know. It just was a little distracting because I kept noticing and looking for it on every scene. Probably. Yeah. But uh, that's. I just thought that was interesting. I like how his wife just hates him, basically. Yeah, I liked his uh, wife. <laughs> she's in a couple of his movies, I believe. Yeah, I can't remember uh, the She's in uh, Tenenbaums. But... Yes, yeah. But I like her character a whole lot better in this movie. Yeah. It just shows his inadequacy, or how he feels inadequate. Yeah. Because her, like, ex is Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, He's constantly trying to compete against him. <laughs> I love when they steal all his shit and then they act like, must have been those pirates, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just was a quietly funny movie, I thought. Yeah, I agree with you. It's uh, a good tone throughout. And, uh, I don't know. Great vibe to it, I felt. It's not really about anything. Like I said, the main plot is only at the beginning and end. Yeah. Which uh, I was reading, it, that shark was actually one of the largest stop motion puppets ever made. It's like eight feet long or something yeah. like that. That was huge. You could just tell, like, what we're in, I forgot to tell you before we started that uh, in film club, we can spoil away. Oh, okay. Because it's an older movie and we're going in with that idea. Main reviews, we try not to. Gotcha. But uh, I love the ending. With that, when you actually face the Jaguar shark. Yeah. They're all packed into this little thing, and it says max of six, and there's like 12 <laughs> yeah. people stuck in there. I actually felt like tense when the shark came. I was like, they're all dead. This is it. <laughs> it felt like they just, even Bill Murray's like, I think Bill this Murray's not face good. really sells it. Like, yeah. He looks like. It actually had an emotional heft for me at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. What'd you think? I. I thought it looked good too. Yeah, I I thought it was really cool looking. I think um, one little point. I think it's interesting how no one believes the shark exists because the production quality on his movies <laughs> yeah. are so bad. <laughs> yeah. But it's all real. Yeah, <laughs> it looks. Let's yeah, it looks fake as shit. But then when you're actually out there the second time, it's real. Like yeah. those pink fish that looked so cartoony. Yeah, the, uh, what are they, like, neon perch or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, Oh, yeah, one last character, Willem Dafoe's character. Oh, I think, I enjoyed his character. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to be annoying at first, 
but yeah. I liked him more and more throughout. I Klaus. Like, yeah, Klaus, yeah. He was good, man. <laughs> he like, what was the thing where him and Owen Wilson keep smacking each other in the face? He's like, I owed you one, or something. <laughs> you did not owe me one. <laughs> yeah, you threatened me, so... I owed you one. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so you can't hit someone after you threaten them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about the ending ending? When they go back to the film festival... And basically, they just—it's kind of quiet. Yeah. Uh, He's out. He leaves and goes to sit out by himself, right? Yeah. With the and the kid comes out. Yeah. To get his autograph. Is that what happened? I'm trying to remember. Something. He either does that or tells him the movie's about to be over. I can't oh, yeah. quite remember. It yeah. wasn't. I don't know. It didn't have really much of an impact on yeah. my rating of the movie, the ending. But yeah. I would have been fine if they actually ended it without you even knowing exactly what happened with the Jaguar shark coming out. Yeah, if they would have pretty much ended it there, I wouldn't have been upset. I guess they could have just done that part in the credits. Like they kind of did. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'd give it a heavy eight, light eight and a half out of ten. I'd give it a seven. Yeah. All right. It's a solid seven too. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, but I, like I said, I didn't think it really amounted to anything. Which that's how his movies kind of are. But well, I guess this particular story just didn't get me as much yeah. as some of the others. I'm just surprised that if if like three years ago you would have, or four years ago, or whatever, you would have told me you're gonna look forward to. Every <laughs> dryer's going off. You're going to look forward to every Wes Anderson movie that comes out from here on out. I'd have been like, shut up. <laughs> but I did. I am. I'm looking forward to everything he does now, just because he's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So now let's get into our top five Bill Murray movies. Oh, I right. love Bill Murray. I th actually going through his IMDb, I was like. God, I've seen like almost every single one of his <laughs> movies. <laughs> He's been in a ton of great stuff, great comedies, and even some good serious movies. How do yeah, you feel about him? I feel the same way. I was uh, I was having a hard time. I was like, why well, do we have to do a top five for this guy? <laughs> yeah. You know? um, but I enjoy 20. him in anything. Like if he has to play himself, he's good. If he's got to play something different, he's good. Yeah. He's funny regardless if he's supposed to be. Yeah, he even more, yeah. It's almost like if he's not even trying. It's just his demeanor, his mannerisms, the the delivery. He yeah. just can make anything funny. You give him. I wish he was hosting the Oscars because Neil Patrick Harris cannot <laughs> <laughs> turn bad uh, material into good material like I feel Bill Murray can. He, he would be a good host. I'm surprised. Uh, he's had to, to have it. been asked before. Yeah, he probably just don't want to. Be. Yeah. And I uh, hard to blame him. It's a thankless job. Yeah, he's getting older too. Yes. Yeah. Kind of a young man's game it seems like. Yeah, Billy Crystal. Yeah. He <laughs> ran it. He's like the Tupac or whatever of like <laughs> yeah. hosting award shows. <laughs> the living. What is your number five Bill Murray movie of all time? This was a little bit of a reach, but I really enjoy this movie. It's uh, Where the Buffalo Room. I've, that's one of the ones I haven't seen. Really? Yeah. He's uh, playing Hunter S. Thompson, who um, he's the main protagonist in 
beer and loathing in Las Vegas, very famous uh, not author. I, I guess he's yeah, he's, he's author. like a magazine journalist yeah. and book author. Druggy. <laughs> yeah, famous really for doing a lot of drugs. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, the crazy, crazy movie. So he plays Hunter S. Thompson in this? Yeah. Well, what's it about? It's about him going to cover... Uh, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. Uh, I will, it, It's a horse race. It's either a horse race or like the... Um, it begins... I'm a little bit foggy on where... where Things land, but yeah. at one point he's at a like desert race. I can't remember if that's the main one or just in the beginning, but I think he goes to cover like the Kentucky Derby uh-huh. or something like that. Or it could be an Indianapolis 500. I think it's the Kentucky Derby and he's at a desert race at some point, but it's if just uh, it about I one should... of his books, yeah. basically. Should I check it out? Yeah, it's a, definitely a good watch. An older movie. Is it a comedy series? Yeah, it's more a, definitely a comedy, sort of the '80s. Hunter S. Thompson uh, hated Bill Murray for it. You see, really? Him. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> he actually plays Hunter S. Thompson really well, though. His mannerisms, yeah. you know, smoking the cigarette and with a water tip on it or whatever. <laughs> that actually, what you just happened to you, where you can't even exactly remember. But it's when you that happens to me a lot doing these. Yeah, I get because kind of mixed all I up remember where. is how much I liked it. I don't necessarily remember wh- why all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, my number five is Ghostbusters. All right. Uh, is that your number four? Um, I I included one and two. You like the second one too? Yeah, I I kind of get the two mixed up. A little bit. Yeah, which kinda, one's which? If you watch it when you're younger, it's kind of yeah, exactly. Like I know both movies very well, but I couldn't tell you which one's one and which one's two exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just yeah, I remember watching it a lot as a kid. Again, yeah, actually, now that you put it that way, I don't know exactly. I probably was watching both back to back. I'm sure they were on a lot on regular. Yeah, TV well, I just camera. remember there's one with the marshmallow yeah. man, and then there's the other the one, one with like the demon the, the, yeah, the portal pink slime. Yeah. And, yeah, I used to watch the heck out of the movies. So I love Slimer. It's a great comedy. Egon, you know, you got Dan Aykroyd, uh, all the guys. Great yeah, team. Yeah, what's that about the other guy? The Ernie director. Hudson. Uh, yeah. Uh, he just died last year, I believe. Yep, I know his name. Time. It's late. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to take the time to figure it out right I now. I just know the character is Egon. So Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Yes, there indeed. He's great. Um, but also, it had some pretty cool action sequences and uh, special effects for its time. Oh, absolutely, definitely. It's held up pretty good through the years. Yeah, I mean, it's just a classic. I don't really have much else to say. I think it's kind of on the level of Ninja Turtles in a way, in that kind of. Uh, 80, late 80s like and same kind of comic aspect yeah. of it yeah it's like a comic book movie before they did the real the first comic books that were like realistic yeah if you kind of think about it well maybe not literally comic I don't even books, know if Ghostbusters was a comic book I'm sure it had one yeah but 
It's hard to say, but it has that feel to it. Yeah. It's turning, like, Ninja Turtles was going from the cartoon to the live action. There was a yeah, it was more about, like, the Saturday morning cartoons back then yeah. than the, uh, yeah. but doing it the Marvel serious comic. and comedic. Yeah. So that was your number four. I'll go into my number four, uh, Scrooged. Scrooge. Have you seen that? Yeah, and uh, I have it on an honorable mention list. Nice. Actually. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. I just love, <laughs> of course, it's that classic tale of uh, Christmas story, you know, the three ghosts to come in, and I just love this take on it. It's a modern day take where Bill Murray's this arrogant businessman, and, and he's Ebenezer Scrooge, and yeah, it's, it's just coming up. It's yeah, it's just hilarious. Yeah, I I enjoy it myself. It's uh, it's been actually a few years since I've seen it. It's sort of a lot of my holiday watch lists, not purposely. Yeah, but yeah, I would like to rewatch it. It's been a while since I've seen it. I think it's because I don't watch TV as much. My television's through the internet generally yeah. now. Yeah. I pick what I want to watch, and right, it's harder it just to just stumble always, across something. Yeah, exactly. What's your number three? My number three is Kingpin. Honorable even, mention. Even though he's not like... Eh, he's a pretty mean character, yeah. but he's not in Ernie McCracken, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. He's a nut. And I really, really like that movie in general. So Woody yeah, Harrelson. Oh, how about this shit with that psychopath, uh, Quaid? What's <laughs> Have you seen the latest? No. He, he's literally he's like oh, a yeah, conspiracy yeah. theory and he made Assassins a video and <laughs> made a video where he's pretending to have sex with his wife and he's saying this is what you're doing to me so I'm <laughs> like what out there out there stuff crazy yeah um, that's it's a good comedy Fairly Brothers uh, yeah they made Dumb and Dumber and Kingpin and then they kind of fell off hard yeah but Good Classic choice. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Two solid movies. Groundhog Day is my number three. Alright. Um, much like Scrooge, this is where he's an asshole and he has to relive the same day over and over again until he can learn what it's all about. Life is really about and, yeah, and that you can't change things and you might as well live every day, be nice to people and live like it's your last, I guess. Something like that. But then, but yeah, and he turns around and he's a nice guy, but the difference between this and Scrooge is, I just think it's funnier. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more enjoyable. Everyone sort of wishes they could do this every so often, I think. Yeah. Do it back through the day. Yeah, it's an awesome concept. Did you see Edge of Tomorrow from last year? Um, Tom Cruise action movie, sci-fi. Oh, I saw, it's a movie I put on one night, I rented it, and I fell asleep, and I forgot to yeah. use it while it's, I had it. Right now, I believe it's my number three movie of the year. I absolutely love it. It has the same kind of concept where every time he dies, it goes back to the beginning. Yeah, I think I saw like the first 15, 20 minutes. And I didn't dislike the movie. I was just really tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely worth checking out if you if you think about it. But, but, yeah, it's just a concept that you can put yourself in his shoes. Like, you can picture your own life if this happened over again. What would you do? You bet the lottery and what try to spend the money as fast as possible like you just have to yeah, get the girl and yeah all that stuff yeah yeah i don't know it's just a great movie yeah it's definitely a classic i remember it used to go on tv so much i hated it for a while because it was like groundhog's <laughs> day groundhog's day yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Your number two is? Caddyshack. It's my number two as well. Really? Oh, yeah. Good call. Especially in our uh, family. Yeah. It's a beloved Classic. movie. We have a kind of a series of movies in our called Failing Family Movies. and They're not necessarily family movies, but it's all <laughs> goofy stuff we like yeah. laughing at. Yep. Dumb and Dumber, Caddyshack, Let It Ride. Captain, Captain Ron. Ron. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Caddyshack, man. I've rewatched it recently. It holds up 100%. Yeah, like, it's still it's a great comedy. He's amazing as the groundskeeper. <laughs> it's you know. Yeah. Uh, baby Ruth Bar in the pool. <laughs> it's just so many classic moments. So many of Rodney Dangerfield, Chevy Chase. Like, it's just incredible. Yeah, I, I love Chevy Chase. He's another. He's up there. Be the ball. See the ball. <laughs> whatever. Now, I don't like his movies anymore. Like since he's gotten older, he yeah. has really put out some bad ones. But never watched Community. He was on that. No, never. Never. Saw that. I, I watched I don't a know. little I think bit his of it. But humor just doesn't translate as well. I hate anymore. to say it, but he just looks weird now. Yeah, and <laughs> he seems to actually be kind of a grouchy guy. Yeah, seems like an asshole. Yeah. The vacation movies. Some of my absolute dearest to my heart yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. And Caddyshack's probably one of my favorite sports movies of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree with the that. The golf central theme. The gopher. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel is not very good. No, Have you not seen really. It? There's like Looney Tunes uh, pop-ups all over the place. I mean, it's watchable here and there when you're bored. Yeah. Ronnie Dangerfield's more of a character main character in that one, I guess. Yeah. And I always uh, thought in uh, in Caddyshack that the girl was hot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was what was good about those 80s movies. They always had yeah. one smoking hot. And even in a, like a, a comedy, just nudity and all that. Yeah, it sort of like had the horror movie standard yeah. back then, you know? <laughs> now it seems like comedies don't usually do that as much. No. Uh they seem to do nudity when it's like inappropriate. Yeah, like in Neighbors, like she's pumping her breast. Yeah. Milk. Or uh, what's the one where the guy does a full frontal? Yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. But is it knocked up? I don't I know if it's knocked up. One. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. But what is your favorite Bill Murray movie of all time? I went uh, Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Yeah. I can't argue. My number three. So, what you go with? Fantastic Mr. Fox. A movie well, you haven't seen. That's one thing you have to take into account is I haven't seen... There was probably like three or four movies on that list yeah. that I wanted to see. So, my list could very well change Oh, absolutely. That, but. We've even talked about, like... <laughs> I, I say we're definitely going to be still, still doing it, but if we're still doing a podcast in like five years... We can revisit a, a list because we've probably seen a lot more movies. Yeah, know? absolutely. So, yeah, my yeah. Um, I had honorable mentions, and yeah, one was Zombie Land. And yeah. the only reason that wasn't on my list is because he it's so short in the movie; it's really not like a full role. But the impact he has in that it's movie amazing. is amazing. Best it's, cameo it makes. It's one of the best cameos ever. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. I had that as an honorable mention. I had Kingpin. I had Lost in Translation. 
I haven't. That's one of the ones on my list. Yeah, that that's I one for checking out Scarlett Johansson. Also, and speaking also of her, one that seems to be loved or hated. Yeah, kinda. yeah. I had Moonrise Kingdom. Again, another one I yeah. want to see. Broken Flowers was an honorable mention for me. I haven't seen that. That's more serious. It it's definitely has its comedic moments, but that's a really good movie made by Jim Jarmusch. I have Little Shop of Horrors. It's a musical. Oh, I didn't even think of that. A musical with uh, the guy from Running I Shrunk to Kids. Yeah. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, I just saw it for the first time last year, and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Let's see, I had Ed Wood, which is Johnny Depp, mainly. I've seen... Um, Tim Burton movie. I've seen it on TV and stuff. I've never sat down and watched uh -huh. it. And my last honorable mention... He's been in so many good movies, I had a million honorable mentions, but Get Low. It's this random, like, indie movie with Rob... I don't know, with Robert Duvall. It's something to do with, like, the funerals. and It's just a really cool mm -hmm. vibe to it with two great actors, Bill Murray and Robert Duvall. Well, the only thing I'd have to add is, um... Stripes. Yeah, I saw that. That's it actually was good. it almost made my list. Really, I really liked the movie, but again, Harold Ramis. The way I looked at it was, Stripes has a lot of good people in it. So as individual performances, I don't think yeah. it quite made my top five. But yeah. I definitely love that movie. Very cool. John Candy. As well. <laughs> yeah, I used to really like John Candy, but I felt like Stripes was. You could tell it was an earlier movie for those guys because yeah. it, it was very up and down. It had some hilarious moments, like lighting up Francis. And, <laughs> yeah. and sort of um, like a police academy. For yeah, the army. exactly. Yeah, I, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, what else did you watch this week? Did you get a chance to check anything out? Well, we were talking about Wes Anderson so much. I watched the Royal Tenenbaums, which does. What did you do. think of it uh, the first time you saw it, and what did you think of it on a rewatch? It didn't change, actually. I thought I might like it a little more, because I've appreciated his work more. And I just don't really enjoy the movie that much. I agree with you. People think this is his best work, and, and Gene Hackman... It's got the cast. I almost feel like it's not supposed to be liked like that. Like, <laughs> it's so... Like they say, he's got so much melancholy. Like, that movie has so much. I don't feel like it's a joyful movie at yeah. all to it's enjoy. Not, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Dark. I don't know. I, the cast it just doesn't is ridiculous. Come together for Gene me. Hackman, Ben Stiller, Gwyneth Paltrow, like Owen Wilson. I'm really not a Ben Stiller fan. Either. Really? Yeah. I kind of like it more than most people, but I st I did not like Royal Tenenbaums that much. I felt like it had moments where I, I enjoyed it or was interested, but overall, I just kind of found it dull. Yeah, I thought Gene Hackman was good at it. Yeah. And actually, I like Ben Stiller's kids. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> well, that's what I like, I think, is the, the between them. Yeah. But, like, I like the flashback of when he's suing his dad, and they're talking about what Gene Hackman did. Like, and then he, he stole my bonds when I was 16. <laughs> and then he goes, well. Like, <laughs> yeah, well. Oops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you caught me there. I, uh, I watched a Swedish movie. It's on Netflix Instant. I heard a lot about came out last year. We are the best. Haven't heard of that. Um, it's about these like thirteen or fourteen year old girls in Sweden. I think it's in like the late seventies when the Who and all those are big, and uh, they are into punk. 
this little small group of friends so they decide to form a punk band and it's just basically about these girls who do not know how to play an instrument in the beginning and they just want to be punk and and play start a band so they find this one Christian religious girl who knows how to play the guitar and sing they convince her to join their band even though they're atheists and, <laughs> and it's just a really cute fun movie actually uh, the music's not quote unquote good necessarily but it, <laughs> you can feel their spirit in it and uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this I'd heard a lot of good things but just hearing what it's about I was like I still don't know if I'm going to like this Yeah, but it just it's like a coming of age movie has funny parts you just you care for these characters you grow to really like these characters it sounds like how I felt about Little Miss Sunshine going into it yeah it's like it looks interesting yeah it's got good reviews but I just don't know if I want to watch it yeah. and I did enjoy it yeah but. and I like when that happens and you're pleasantly surprised like and it's a short little 90 minute movie so uh, yeah. I'd recommend it to people I give it a a healthy 8 out of 10 I might I, have to check that out yeah did you watch anything else? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, what else have I watched lately? I've been a little bit. I was uh, I was watching so many movies for a little while. Yeah. I, I think I finally bogged, got bogged down a little bit. Yeah. Um, like we, I was talking about Kill the Messenger earlier. That wasn't a bad movie. I give that like yeah, a seven and a half. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, there's a couple. There's no one else is really a main character in the movie except him. It's more him going around to different mm -hmm. leads and stuff. Um, kind of disappointed in the end. It could have been a great movie, but it just it kind of ran out of steam a little uh -huh. bit early. Gotcha. Well, I watched a couple other things I can mention. All right. Um, actually, this is kind of exciting. I got my first ever. DVD review copy in the mail. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're uh, waving this to my face when I got in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I'm from Lionsgate. It's uh, The Captive, starring Ryan Reynolds, Rosario Dawson, Scott Speedman, a couple other people. It's a movie about uh, Muriel Enos, actually, is the actress who plays Ryan Reynolds' wife. They're a couple, they're married, they have a kid. She goes missing one day. Cops kind of think it's Ryan Reynolds, and he's looking for her. blah 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 blah. But it's an interesting concept because the movie isn't told linearly. You start off, the first thing you see is her being held captive as an older person, like oh, okay. a eighteen-year-old or seventeen-year-old, and it kind of you see immediately who the captor is, and it jumps back and forth from like when she was captured and how they reacted then to now when they're divorced or at least split apart and and all this stuff okay. uh, so I thought that the premise was interesting dark but interesting uh, and the acting Ryan Reynolds actually does a really really good job I like him um, I think sometimes he's a better actor than credits given and then he gets some roles where it's like yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a great cast. There's some good acting. It looks good. It's shot well. Um, there's some interesting shots. 
But the thing that drags it down is the script is just not very good. Ah, uh, really? So it's like a lot of good ideas that just aren't executed well, or it—it it had again, it had potential, but it just it fell through on execution. I felt like yeah, I was happy to get the movie two weeks before it came out for free. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I—I I give it a five and a half out of ten, which it sounds bad, but. It's, it's like a decent made-for-TV kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. Type rating. Exactly. Like, it's like a, a Lifetime movie, but made better than that. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like, reminds me of The Judge, which we reviewed a couple of weeks ago, where the acting is almost enough to make it worth watching. But, uh, it was an interesting movie, at least, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. And, uh. I have another one coming in soon. I'll, maybe I'll talk about that on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing I watched was The Box Trolls. This was an animated oh. movie that was nominated for Best Animated at the Oscars. Lost out, obviously. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, it's a movie from Leica Studios. They made Coraline and Paranorman. Did you see either of those? I've seen uh, parts of Coraline. Voice. Or know of it. Yeah, I actually like Coraline a lot, and Paranorman, even better. Like I've heard good things about. Coraline. I love I that stop motion clay clay yeah. animation style. I just love it. But the box trolls to me was the worst they've done so far. Oh really? Yeah, it's about these trolls that live in a box. That uh, <laughs> the figure. They live in like the sewers of this of this town. And in this town, all these people love cheese. <laughs> and it's so weird. But <laughs> the bad guy is a guy who's allergic to cheese, but he wants to be a part of society. He wants to eat it anyway. <laughs> he, so he, he, And he's like, devises a plot to, if he gets rid of all the box trolls, can he be a part of society or something like that. But goes from there. I didn't think... It looks good. It has a cool look. Like, again, I love the stop-motion style. Okay. But it just... The story didn't really do much for me. Yeah. Mackenzie, surprisingly, we watched it three times in two days. <laughs> she liked it a lot. But, uh... I'd give it, like, a 6 out of 10. I was disappointed. Yeah. I also watched... Since the new SpongeBob movie came out in theaters a few weeks ago... I watched the first one, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Well, you got to get caught up. Oh yeah, before we're definitely going to see it. So. <laughs> I had never seen the first movie, and I actually I like SpongeBob. I mean, I've seen episodes on TV, and I, I like it. It's one of those cartoons that um I don't mind putting on. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike him. I, don't I like Patrick. Do my way. He's one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, Patrick's uh, actually got some pretty good moments. <laughs> yeah, but this movie is like. King Neptune loses his crown, and um, Plankton is going to take over the world unless they can get the crown back. And I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. It just was like an extended episode of the TV series. I've always series, thought so. of those, uh, the TV series movies from like the Nickelodeon yeah. era, and and like even the Power Rangers. I, I never thought of any of them really... Or even a, like the Family Guy movie. It's just like an extended episode. It's literally episode. three episodes. Back, or, yeah, yeah. It's like three double episodes. Yeah. Next to each exactly. other. Exactly. That's what this was. I give it a seven and a half out of ten. I, I, I liked it. 
Yeah, well, you're you're rating it on the scale. Yeah, SpongeBob. As exactly. Well. I understand that. Um, let's see. I watched Laggies. This is a movie from. Of course, I'm forgetting the name of the director, but she is someone that made your sister's sister a movie I liked a lot, Hump Day, which I thought was interesting, but ultimately didn't like all that much. Um, so I, this is Sam Rockwell, Keira Knightley, and Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, I think I've heard of this movie. Where, yeah, Keira Knightley's like this immature girl whose friends are all getting married, she gets proposed to. She freaks out, runs away, befriends a 17-year-old high school student, buys them alcohol, <laughs> starts living at their house for a week. Sam Rockwell is the dad, and then there's kind of like a romance between them. Hmm. Between the dad? And the dad and uh, Keira Knightley. Sam Rockwell and Keira Knightley. Sounds weird. It is a weird movie. I didn't like it that much. I love Sam Rockwell. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, so I, I was really looking forward to this. I've li I liked some of her movies in the past, but this was just kind of a miss for me. Gotcha. Sam Rockwell's just not in it enough. Really? <laughs> when, when he's on screen, <laughs> I loved it. But when he wasn't, it kind of was boring. So yeah. five and a half out of ten. And lastly, I watched Summer of Sam. This was a Spike Jones movie from 1999. Starring uh, okay. John Leguizamo, Adrian Brody... Jennifer Esposito and somebody else but so what did you think of that have you seen it no heard of it I have heard of it yeah, yeah. this is like a two and a half hour movie that based off the son of Sam killer in New York in the 70s and it, it was good I, I enjoyed it Adrian Brody played it's like set in this Brooklyn town where uh, it's all these buddies these you know gang kind of members yeah, yeah you know just that stereotypical guido type of people like john leguizamo is always cheating on his wife and <laughs> and uh the other guy's selling pot and drugs there's but adrian brody comes back to town from being away for a while and he's like a now he's like a punk who puts on a british accent wears spiky hair <laughs> and obviously it's about the son of sam killer so it's like the reactions to that and then they start to think it's Adrian Brody's character. Oh, just really? because he's such a weirdo, it's gotta be him, you know? And, yeah. And it kind of goes from there. I, I enjoyed it. It's definitely... It's probably is too long. I mean, I don't mind long movies when they're good. That's actually better, because obviously you want more of a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I agree but with you. I enjoy long movies. To me, this had moments where I was, like, really enjoying it, and moments where I was like, eh. It's kind of repetitive. It's kind of uh, redundant, you know. It's, yeah. And it's like, okay, move the plot along, move the story along. But I, I did enjoy it. I'd give it a light seven and a half out of ten. Uh, that's all I have for movies. I wanted to ask you if you're watching Better Call Saul. I saw the first episode. What'd you think? I I liked it because you watched all Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the only person exactly I've like heard it. talk about it said they didn't like the other episodes. I've I've been, but it. I I'm keeping an open mind. I just haven't had the time to yeah. sit down and get into something. I like it. It reminds me just of, of excuse me, Breaking Bad. It has the same look and feel. Obviously, same director, and yeah, all, and the creator. But 
I think it's funny. I, I love Saul. Yeah. Mike's Mike's getting more involved now as we get into like the third and fourth episodes, so I'm enjoying it. I started um rewatching some Game of Thrones. Yeah. Recently. In preparation for the new season. Yeah, absolutely. Plus I got um the two there's two games made by Telltale. It's yeah. Game of Thrones and it's basically like playing a comic book. It's good. And yeah, it's it's interesting. Um it's sort of just like a side note that they kind of ran with the idea, mm-hmm. like along the sides of Game of Thrones. So yeah, I'm it's look, interesting. I'm looking forward to the new season of Game of Thrones. You're not a book reader, I am, so that could be interesting. <laughs> we can see the different views. But I loved season four. I thought it was the well, best. Well, did you yet. hear about what happens after? I can't remember. It's either after the end of. Yeah, I think it's at the end of this season. Well, no spoilers, it's, but... No spoilers. Yeah. No, at the end of this season, they're going to run out from the Dance of Dragons or whatever. Oh, so yeah. So they said the following season, oh, yeah, yeah, television yeah. people will go Kinda, ahead of the yeah. book readers. Yeah, that's scary to me. That's going to be <laughs> into the wild. I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of this HBO show right now, The Jinx? No, I haven't. It's been two episodes. I would recommend it. Yeah, actually three episodes. It's a mini series, documentary mini series about this real life uh, murder and this guy Bob Durst, who everyone thinks did it, but he never got convicted. And it's actually him being interviewed by this filmmaker. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've I have only seen the first episode, but I hear it's great. Well, I'm down. I, I've kind of lost a lot of TV shows I used to watch. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely down to get into another TV show. <laughs> and it's only six episodes, so... Yeah. Um, I always... I like many series. Yeah, things like that True up. Detective, eight episodes, get in, get out. Yeah. Loved it. Did That's you watch it? a good concept. Um, I've definitely... I saw the first three or four episodes, and then I didn't have a way to watch it, and then it's just been so Yeah, long. exactly. Kind of out of mind. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, let's move on to the news. Oscars were Sunday, so obviously that's huge. Yes, <laughs> you didn't watch it, right? No, I um, you you didn't miss much. <laughs> like yeah. I said earlier, I, I kind of with followed it out of the corner of my eye, I guess you could say, with my phone, and it seemed pretty boring. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris was, I think it was more the material he was given than him himself, but he wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah, and I fell asleep before the end, so I didn't. Maybe it got better as it went on, but uh, the big winner of the night, Birdman, won Best Picture and Best Director, yeah, and Best I, Screenplay and Cinematography. I wrote them all down, and I wrote Birdman in different colors, specifically. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, for actor, I haven't seen Birdman. I'm really looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, I am, I'm pretty excited about seeing it myself. I'm waiting for a night that I am ready to sit down and watch a movie, though. Yeah. I'm just like... That's definitely right. one I want to give 100% yeah. to. Straight through. Same way. Uh, Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything won Best Actor. I haven't seen... I uh, See, I only saw... I've only seen, like, Grand Budapest and Boyhood from the movies that were nominated. Yeah, I, so, I hadn't really heard... Uh, we were talking about Whiplash earlier, but when I first... Saw it when I had never heard of it. Yeah, so Eddie Redmayne, yeah. British guy playing Stephen Hawking, 
just seems like a boring choice, but I don't know. Um, Julianne Moore for Still Alice. She won Best Actress. Uh, J.K. Simmons for Whiplash, which we're going to review in the next episode. One for Best Supporting Actor. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Yeah, we'll see if he deserved it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the judge. <laughs> Patricia Arquette won Best Supporting Actress for Boyhood, a movie I did see and very deserving. Boyhood is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, and one I another movie I want to sit down and watch when oh, I have yeah. time. I I've seen bits and pieces because my brother was watching it. I just adored it. I absolutely loved yeah, it. Yeah, and you talk so highly of it. I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely gonna check it. I feel like I hyped out. it up too much for you now. <laughs> um, Ida won best foreign language film. I have seen that and I enjoyed it. It's actually. 80 minutes and it's on Netflix instant so oh, okay. if anyone out there has Netflix check it out it's worth it it's an Oscar and, winner yes and Big Hero 6 won for best animated feature which we'll also be reviewing also in the next episode so we're, go we're all over this Oscar movie in, <laughs> in the next few weeks uh, I don't really see anything else Citizen 4 won best documentary have you heard of that the Edward, um, Edward Snowden yeah, actually, I, I have. Is that on Netflix? It just aired on HBO last night. HBO, that's I was getting that mixed was up. It last, yeah, last night it aired. I was I, looking on HBO Go last night, that's yeah, why I was... Uh, I recorded it, sitting on my DVR, so I'll probably check that out soon. Talk about it. Um, Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar best, Visual. Best visual. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet either. It was like my most anticipated movie, and I never ended up seeing it in theaters, but <laughs> we'll talk about it in a while, I'm sure. Let's see. Moving on from the Oscars, in other news, <laughs> there's a Settlers of Catan movie in the works. Really? <laughs> yes. I've never played the game, but I know it's an old I movie. had it on Xbox 360. It's uh, I didn't completely understand the rules, but it was fun. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. But it seems like an Oregon Trail it's, type game. I don't know. If you really um, look into it, it's like there's a certain kind of board game that Americans play, like Monopoly, Risk, or whatnot. And there's, a, a, I think they call them German or European style board games, and that's what like Settlers of yeah, Catan is. I know, like, real. Board game nerds, people that just are obsessed with board games, they they love this game. Yeah, it seems like a go-to for the. They're more strategic. Yeah, kind of the same concept, but they're just implied in different ways. Right. I guess I can just see it now, though. This Sellers of Catan movie, they'll turn it into like an action fantasy. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should just make that like some kind of trilogy. Get three bed board game movies. Candyland. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Adam Sandler wasn't working on that movie. Jeez, but a I horrible think, movie. I think it fell through. Like that, uh, the whole leak, the Sony leak, when they, uh, Gawker found the anonymous content, anonymous tips from Sony employees, and they were all like, stop pumping out horrible Sandler movies. <laughs> well, didn't you hear, um, Netflix has an exclusive contract with him. Oh, really? They're getting four ex movies exclusively from Netflix from Adam Sandler. <laughs> I, I like Adam Sandler. I don't have it's, anything against the guy, but... I used to love his movies. Yeah, um, his movies are really are bad. I'm hoping that since it's Netflix and he'll be able to do whatever he wants because they don't care. I mean, they just want 
Good, whatever you want to yeah. make, you put Netflix out there. seems to breathe uh, some fresh yeah. life into people. I'm hoping that if he's given the reins, he'll maybe he'll do something interesting, but I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a Shaft reboot is coming. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was in the other reboot because that wasn't that a reboot of the first one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really. Know it's uh, a second or third time it's being reboot yeah. at least. Shaft. <laughs> Neil Blomkamp is going to direct a new Alien movie, like the Alien franchise. That's awesome. Yeah, Neil Blomkamp who made District Nine, which I loved. I love the visuals and his artistic and directing style. Yeah, he's like, got a great style. Elysium with, which I did not like, but it still had that look to it. You know, I enjoyed it. It, it wasn't the strongest movie. But I like the style and I liked the themes he was bringing. Basically, in. stole from Halo for the yeah that one little world <laughs> circle there. Uh, and he has <laughs> Chappie coming out in a couple weeks. I'm actually um I'm pretty excited about that. Really, movie. I'm gonna actually go to the theaters and check it out. Yeah, I I don't know uh, what to think. I think it's a coin flip of a movie. It seems like this to me is gonna decide which one was the fluke, Elysium or District Nine. I gotcha. So, I'm hoping it's good, but I, just from the look of Hugh Jackman's villain character, I, I feel like he's going to be terrible. <laughs> I like the um, the kid, though. He's pretty... Uh, the scientist kid, I guess. The guy who makes Chappie. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, from the trailer. Yeah, yeah I, I can't think of what his name is off the top of my head, but... I am Chappie? <laughs> Chappie. Uh, let's see... It's but yeah, an alien movie. I thought Prometheus was... I think there's a sequel to Prometheus coming. Yeah. And this on top of that, so... I actually... I liked Prometheus as well. I liked as it. As much as it was uh, kind of panned by... Yeah, I thought it was underrated. People. Yeah, absolutely. People hated it. I, I thought it was good. I thought I it, was it was great, but... Yeah, absolutely. It had such a lot of good ideas, I thought. I think it be, could be great. A setup for a sequel. Yeah. But... Definitely. Um, have you heard of the X-Men Apocalypse movie coming out? No. It's the sequel to the Days of Future Past. Um, Oscar Isaac will be playing Apocalypse, the villain. Ooh, he's my, one of my favorite villains. Ever. Yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah. He's a pretty badass guy. Uh, they announced before that they're recast Cyclops, Jean Grey, and, and Storm. Actually, Sansa from Game of Thrones is going to be the new Jean Grey. Oh, that's, that makes perfect sense to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And one of my favorite young actors, Ty Sheridan from Mud and Tree of Life, is going to be Cyclops, so I'm excited about that. And now they've announced that Cody Smith McPhee is going to be Nightcrawler. A young Nightcrawler. Hmm. He was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I think he was also in... Maybe I can't, he's been in all, other movies anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's a young kid that's been around. You probably recognize his face. Yeah. yeah, I I like that they're recasting these these iconic characters. Yeah, I'm so hit or miss with the um, X Men movies. I guess it's because we we growing up the cartoon liked X Men so much that comic books. I feel like the movies should be up to par. Love the first two. I enjoyed First Class, and I really liked uh, this new one, Day of Future, Days of Future Past. But the I whole, haven't seen that yet. 
X-Men 3 and X-Men Origins Wolverine were pretty terrible. Yeah, Wolverine was... And The Wolverine, which was the second one, was okay. Yeah. Wasn't bad. I just... I I love X-Men. I'll always give them a chance, you know. Yeah. I I actually did enjoy Academy. On screen. A lot more than I thought. First class, yeah. Yeah. Um, And Channing Tatum's Gambit. No. Oh, okay. I could see that. He's a good Gambit. (laughs) Yeah, I could see it. And the last piece of news is a new Pee Wee Herman movie coming exclusively to Netflix. That sounds really creepy. <laughs> I've never really the seen... The same guy? Yeah. I've never really seen Pee Wee Herman, but a lot of people actually swear by those movies in that show. Yeah, I don't... I don't get it. Yeah, I don't it's get it. It's before our time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's coming. Uh, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh... In theaters this past weekend, Hot Tub Time Machine 2 was was released. Yeah, he knows about that. Got terrible reviews <laughs> and only made $6 million. Ooh. Did you see the first one? Yeah. What did you think? It had its funny parts. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It wasn't a great movie. It, I saw it, it wasn't as bad as some people made it out to be. Though. No, I thought it was okay. I saw it at the drive-in. It had its moments. These guys actually had decent chemistry together. Yeah. But John Cusack's not in the sequel, and terrible reviews, so I doubt I'll even watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait for it to come out on something free. HBO or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, surprisingly, getting decent reviews is The Duff, <laughs> this new young comedy about, I think The Duff stands for, like, Designated Ugly Fat Friend or something. Oh. <laughs> it's like a high school comedy about... How girls will have their one ugly friend to make them... F- I think that's what it's about. But Jeez. but anyway, it's got surprisingly decent reviews. Because if I would have just heard about it, I would have never thought twice. But it made $11 million over the weekend. Oh. Not bad for a little, little comedy like that. And also, McFarland USA. The Kevin Costner Disney sports movie about him. This white man who comes to this school of Latinos... And takes them to uh, their uh, cross country team, and he coaches them up. So it's the next Remember the Titans, uh, Blindside type um, movie. Yeah, the Jamaican Bobs. Like, yeah, yeah. Blind. It's cool always the white savior. Yeah, <laughs> Hollywood loves it. Jeez, <laughs> I really, I was almost offended by the Blindside. To be completely I, honest, me as too. a white person, like <laughs> wow. Honestly, me too. Hate that movie. And then you know you had this. Kind of up, was kind of. I don't know how to put the person, but they tend to be your aunt or an older person, and they don't see it, and they love that movie and yeah. swear by and it. And you're like, you know, huh? Yikes! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And actually, did you see the help? Which I thought was going to be like that. Yeah, I heard that it wasn't I, actually... I felt like it was okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't it acknowledges great. acknowledges a part of history that... It wasn't great, but yeah. I thought it was surprisingly not, not a part of as offensive but. as I thought it would be. But yeah, um, it's got mixed reviews, McFarlane USA, and also made $11 million over the weekend. Hmm. And that's it. So on Redbox, next week we have Whiplash the Oscar nominated and won three Oscars uh, 
best sound mixing, I think, best editing, and best supporting actor. And Big Hero 6, which won best animated feature. We'll be reviewing both of those, as well as our top five Sundance movies in honor of Whiplash, which won the Grand Jury Prize at last year's Sundance. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, and also we'll be watching American Splendor, which was a Sundance movie as well, to keep the theme going. <laughs> and lastly, for Redbox, which we're not going to review, but I actually might watch, since it's an animated movie, The Book of Life. Didn't really interest me, but it's animated, so I'll probably watch it with Mackenzie. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you how mediocre it was. <laughs> but uh, I'm off to Disney World next week, so the next episode will be delayed, but we'll probably do what we've tended to do in the past when this happens. We'll just pull a double and uh, stagger them a little bit. But uh, thanks for joining me on your first episode. How'd you think it went? Uh, I, I had fun. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I was a little anxious coming in, but I have to smooth sailing for the most part. Yeah, you get better each time, get more comfortable, get more relaxed, and uh, we're actually, we'll have some good movies, it looks like. Not that we didn't this week, but yeah. it seemed like everything was kind of mediocre, except for Life Aquatic for me. Yeah, everything was loved or hated. <laughs> yeah. or It's yeah. like the hardest movies is right down the middle, because if you hate it, you can just talk about all the bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's if hard you loved to be it, you... looking from both sides for yeah. those kind of movies. But. <laughs> but yeah, so email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter. At the Red Box Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oreo Report. Do you have a Twitter? Um, I, I'm going to set one up specifically for this. Cool. I hadn't gotten to it yet. Good idea. I hope so. you do. Uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher and on Letterboxd. I'm at the Oreo Report. Joel will hopefully make a Letterboxd account as well. <laughs> <laughs> and have a good day. Människor här finns bara jag Kroppen skriker efter sen Men hjärnan säger nej Och jag tänker att jag aldrig mer Ska träffa någon som dig Du visade mig något Som jag aldrig trodde fanns Någonting som gjorde att allt det obehagliga försvann du skakade om mitt huvud och förstorade min pupil Och visade ett ställe där man gör vad fan man vill Det varade så kort men jag vill dit nu en gång till Så snälla ta mig dit man får göra som man vill Polisen kom och skrek och slog och spottade på mig var i förgår när jag stod och väntade på dig Hon sa, vad gör du här? Och jag sa